Flight attendants, please prepare for takeoff. Wheeler, cycling, line A, scores! I don't believe my eyes. Wheeler gets a hat trick. Oh my goodness. Buckman has another. Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. Episode 14 of Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, coming to you from American Airlines Center in Dallas, Texas, as the Winnipeg Jets are in the middle of a two-game road trip. My name is Mitchell Clinton, Tyler Esquivel joining me. Uh, Tyler, this is the male guest trip, the dad's trip, call it what you want, but... Uh, there's a lot of people around, around the team right now. Uh, just kind of what's uh, what have you kind of been noticing throughout the trip, other than the fact that, man, there's a lot of dads, and you can tell who their son is immediately. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. Uh, it, it's really cool to just see the, the players interacting with their dads and, you know, obviously seeing them and... and, and maybe the dads are slightly embarrassing to the to the sons and <laughs> we all can relate with that but uh no it, it's it's great it's it's lovely to have the dads around and, and some of the friends and and other family members that have joined us for the trip and uh it, definitely a, a classy move by the true north organization to allow this brad uh Shifley is one of the guys that's uh that's around he's been to uh to a few of these but he you can he's one of the dads that you can see as soon as you see brad you know that that has to be Mark Shifley's yes. dad. Uh, he's been uh, his laugh has been very trademark uh, throughout this week. Uh, obviously, the Winnipeg Jets kick off the road trip with a win over the Nashville Predators. This comes after beating the Vegas Golden Knights four one on home ice. Kind of what's uh, stood out to you uh, after those uh, two wins? Uh, depth. Depth is the word of the day here um, for the Ground Control podcast, I would think. Uh, you know, Brendan Lemieux scores two big goals. Joe Morrow picks up two assists. Sammy Niku plays a great game. I think he picked up a point as well. Um, it, you know, it, when you're going into those big games against these big teams like the Nashvilles and the Vegases, your depth has to be what wills you through it. Um, you can't rely on the Mark Shifley's and Blake Wheelers every night to, to get it done for you. And it's interesting because Paul Maurice said he thought the Wheeler Shifley uh, Connor line had a great game, came up with a goose egg. Doesn't not very indicative of how the game went for them, but obviously uh, the depth carried them through that. Connor Hellebuck uh, came back after not playing against Vegas, and you know had a great uh, had a great start really outing, yeah. in uh, in Nashville. So uh, lots to look forward to as the the Jets get set to face the Stars here as we're sitting in the American Airlines Center watching the Stars pass the puck around. Yeah, and uh, interesting you mentioned Brandon Lemieux, his father uh, Claude Lemieux, and his uh, agent as well. Uh, is on the trip. Uh, he's one of the dads that's here. Um, he's going to be joining us as a, as the special guest uh, on the Ground Control uh, podcast today. So that's that's going to be an interesting conversation. I mean, he's a guy that obviously, I mean, he won a number of Stanley Cups, played in the Canada Cup. He's a champ there as well. Came back to the National Hockey League after a yep. few years away. I think it's going to be uh, kind of interesting to get his perspective on things, especially moving from the player side into the agent side. Absolutely. He... Uh you know, it was a, he's a what a four-time Stanley Cup winner. Um, you know, and and his son now is broken into the league. And I, I'm just curious to talk to him about what it was like to make that transition. What he remembers from his Stanley Cup days, and uh, just what he thinks about the team overall. Because obviously, he's a winner, and uh, hopefully, we have a winner on our hands here. One thing uh, to kind of touch on, uh, obviously, the Jets are going up against the Dallas Stars to close out the road trip, but it also closes out the the part of the schedule uh, leading into the five-day player break and the All-Star break. So. Uh, the Jets, of course, getting over that uh, that thirty win mark. Uh, Tyler, just your thoughts on 
the team so far to this point in the season. Obviously, we talked a lot about expectations from the very, very start of training camp. Uh, Jets sitting, as we speak right now, four-point lead in the Central Division. Yeah, I mean, we're in first, so you know you can't ask for exactly. much more. I mean, sure, you want your, uh, your uh, disparity between us and Nashville to be larger, but it is what it is. And, you know, uh, four points, as you said, is, uh, is ideal. Um, so... The team, uh, I think, had to learn some tough lessons earlier on in the year. I, I, just being around the team all the time, I just, I didn't, wasn't getting the same feeling that we were getting last year, where we were almost winning every night and things yeah. were so good. But maybe that was because we're, we were coming off a year where winning wasn't happening as often. Now we learned a few tough lessons at the beginning of the year, but I think things have leveled out and this team has started to find their groove. I look back to. Not necessarily the game against Pittsburgh. We did lose that one in, in Pitt, but we came back and played the Stars, and we had a great effort. Came back, played against the Avs, another great effort. You know, tough one in Minnesota and, and Detroit and Anaheim and Vegas and Nashville. And I think the team is really starting to play that all-around game that they want, and obviously they're getting some great goaltending from Connor Hellebeck and Lauren Bussois. They were big reasons that the Jets uh, picked up uh, wins over the Vegas Golden Knights and Nashville Predators leading into the road trip finale coming up against the Dallas Stars. As I'm sure as you're listening, you can hear the pucks bouncing off the glass, the posts. And it's because they're missing the net. Yes, they're missing the net a lot. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we'll, uh, we won't keep you waiting any longer. We will get to the special guest on episode 14 of Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, Claude Lemieux, right after this. Shop where the players shop. Jets gear and truenorthshop.com are your authentic team stores. Make sure to stock up on all your favorite Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose merchandise today. Visit one of the five Jets gear locations or shop online at truenorthshop.com. How about Claude Lemieux, his second overtime goal. Oh, there's something else. <laughs> Welcome to Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Mitchell Clinton here with you and Tyler Esquivel as well from American Airlines Center. And pleased to be joined by special guest, none other than Claude Lemieux, who's taking part in uh, in this uh, male guest trip that the Jets are doing. Watching, of course, his son, Brendan. And Claude, first off, number one, thanks for doing this. But number two, how's the trip going so far? Uh, it's been great. Um, I re- really was looking forward to it. And uh, with Brendan's situation on the team, being a, a new young player, you don't know if it's going to happen or not. So I didn't really want to make uh, long-term plans. But as we got closer to it, I thought, well, he's going to be around. He's been playing. He's going to be with the team and book my flight. And, um, yeah, it's been really exciting. How much of a grin did you have on your face when he scored? Not one, yeah. but two Two you know, awesome it's, goals uh, Predators. I always say it's in you know it's out of our control. It's in God's hands, and he he delivered again. It was uh, it was a great night, and uh, I didn't you know I don't have much expectations being uh, in the role that he's playing in the limited role in the limited minutes. But um, it was nice to see in, in a game like that, especially um, in a game that could be another playoff matchup, and you want to have that depth in your lineup. Uh, and I thought uh, his line mates were great, and uh, he he had a good night, and it made it the, the trip that much more special. Yeah, he talked after the game just about how he, he was excited kind of all day leading into that game just because of the rivalry that the, the Jets and Predators have kind of developed over the last uh, couple of years. 
Uh, did it feel like that in the in the suite with all with all the other guests as well? Because I mean, I, even talking to, to some of the other dads, they were saying, you know, some of the Nashville fans sitting in front were were cheering, and you guys were cheering back at them. So it uh, sounded like it was a lot of fun up there. It was great, and you know, watching uh, the rivalry uh, develop and having played myself, I. I I know what it's like if you're on the losing end of uh, of a big playoff series. The next time you meet, and especially in your building, you're gonna want to come out. And uh, I felt that if uh, we held them uh, to uh, nothing in the first ten minutes, we could weather that storm, so to speak. And and the guys did that really well. Claude, transitioning from uh, the male guest trip that we're on right now, obviously you're Brendan's agent, and you know you played in the NHL for a long time, professional hockey for a long time. What sort of drew you to that lifestyle and and wanting to get into being an agent, and uh, maybe just take us through how that sort of became? Um, it's just something that happened. Um, you know, I was uh, I was offered a position um, right after I retired, and I was not quite ready for it, but stayed in touch with those guys. And it's a uh, we're a Swiss-based agency, so we're very dominant in Europe um, and um, um, you know a few more years later they came back and offered me the position again I was living in Toronto at the time so I was very much back in the hockey world and um, I had just come back from retiring for a second time made a a short comeback in 2009 and played for the Sharks and played in the American League so I was really familiar with hockey again and uh, it's been since then, um, and it's grown, it's developed, and it's nice to see our young players finally, you know, maturing. Players like Brendan that we recruit at age 15 and 16 years old, and sometimes younger, and watch them uh, develop into uh, players and playing at the at the highest level. And uh, uh, and it'll be announced in a few days. It's kind of. Uh, Funny in a way uh, to be reunited with Peter Forsberg. He's now uh, becoming a partner in the company and an investor, and he's uh, living in Switzerland. So we'll be reconnected together. So uh, um, it's fun for me to, you know, to be involved in the game, uh, a game that I loved and a game that served me well for many years. And and I'm just, uh, you know, I love helping. I love helping our our, our clients get through the. The difficult times because there are there are many in this uh, in this industry. Very cool. Uh, was there like a thing that you sort of noticed as this is the steepest learning curve when you when you sort of made the jump over to the agent side? Um, not really, to be honest. I you know I did some of my own contracts when I played. I represented myself at, at the end of my career. Um, I was always very close to the uh, the business side. I. I always said I'll either be an agent or be a general manager. Those are the two parts of the of the business that I really enjoy. I enjoy numbers. I'm a numbers guy. I enjoy the negotiating part, and um, and then I I enjoy working with the players. And what we proud ourselves with our agency is we want to um, help our young players become great players. We become a great player, sir, and. Um, you're you're gonna make uh, a great living, and the, the twos are are in line. And so I think uh, with our hockey knowledge, all our agents are come from a playing uh, background, so we're very connected on uh, on that level. You mentioned your comeback with the Sharks in 2009. What do you remember about that that stint? I know um, we've talked to Brennan before, and he says he was sort of he was there for that, and he remember sitting in the locker room with you. I guess what was that experience like? Uh, a lot of my comeback had to do with uh, Brendan not remembering and not having been part of my career um, because he was too young. And uh, um, 
So when I decided to come back, I took him along. He spent quite a bit of time with me in the American League. And uh, the Sharks organization has always been family-friendly. They made it that much more special, allowing him to be on the ice for practices, morning skates. And uh, when we got to San Jose after getting signed from Worcester, I thought, well, now it's uh, the NHL, so it's not going to be the same treatment. And it was actually, it, you know, it got better for him. And uh, and um, I recall one day looking for him, couldn't find him anywhere. And he, he was in the office. He'd spent an hour with Todd McClellan and talking about <laughs> hockey. So um, they were wonderful to us in that regard. And, uh, and and I think it meant a lot to Brendan. And I know playing in San Jose uh, a few weeks ago when I was at that game, met a ton for him to be on the ice where he was as a as a youngster dreaming of living that life someday and uh, and getting to do it and getting in a fight having an assist was pretty <laughs> uh, pretty special for him because that's the, i mean you talk about brendan kind of not remembering a whole a whole big chunk of, of your career i mean you won four stanley cups and then he was he was alive for the last one if my math is correct but yeah like you said he's just really young my question is you talked about him being on the ice a little bit uh when you were in the american league there was it you that taught him how to tip pucks i've never seen a guy be able to deflect pucks whether it's after practice in games just like the way that he can it's it's unbelievable well he was uh he probably doesn't even remember that but he was a very good young young baseball player and he could uh, switch hit, he could hit left, he could hit right, he could get his hands on, uh, get the bath on any balls. And as he um, grew into a player, I, you know, I, I thought that, uh, that he should work at it, and he enjoyed working at it. I was pretty good at it. I mean, I made a living in front of the net. Exactly. And, uh, and uh, being in the business, I said, you know, the goalies are only getting bigger. They can get their hands on any pucks, but when they're deflection, it's really out of their control. It's really tough to get. Uh, if you want a niche and you're that physical player and you're willing to pay the price, you can become, you know, a power play specialist. Somebody gets to the front of that net and tip pucks. He did that at the junior level really well, did that in the American League, and I think his time will come in the, in the NHL where he, he'll be placed in that position uh, when the timing is right and, and he'll be able to uh, tip a lot of, especially at the NHL level, the shooters are such great shooters. They can really put it where you want. And, uh, um, yeah. When did you kind of start to realize that, uh, you know, obviously Brendan growing up would have been around the game a lot, but when did you kind of start to realize, you know, this might be something that he's really interested in taking to the next level? Probably when, uh, once we got to Toronto, um, and I believe he was 12 when we moved there, that I felt that, uh, you know, obviously being in, in Arizona, limited market, uh, he was one of our better players, and I was fortunate. I coached the team. We had our... Our own little hockey market, the uh, uh, out there, Lemieux Academy, and and we had Austin Matthews, and no one ever thought Austin would become what he is today. Not even me. Uh, I knew he'd be a, a good player, uh, but um, he has turned out to be a superstar. Uh, Louis DeBrusque's son, Jake DeBrusque, as well. So we coach all those kids. And um, but when we got to Toronto and Brendan was around the McDavid's of the world, Ho Sangs and some of these other kids that turned out uh, to be great players, he, he was able to compete. Uh, but being uh, realistic, also that what be his trademark, he would be a different player. What's not going to be the flashy skating or stick handling? It would be in a role that that he plays a power forward and somebody that 
um, will be physical and bring toughness and then, you know, developing these other skills, shooting, tipping, and skating. How would you uh, characterize the changes that have been made in the game since since you were last playing? Obviously, it's a it's a very youthful and skilled game. I guess what what are the differences that you notice? Um, I was telling a, a father this morning that it's uh, it's more human like. It's not so much uh, as if we were animals competing against each other. <laughs> and I would not enjoy my son. I would not enjoy watching my son playing uh, if the game had not changed. It was pretty. Uh, pretty scary. Uh, the era that I uh, that I played in, it w- obviously it changed, and I noticed coming back uh, in uh, 2009 how much it changed and the rules, and it was for the better of the game. Um, I think the long-term effects are are, are evidence of uh, some of the changes that needed to be made. What I mean is to play, players' health, uh, mental and and physical, and I think we're protecting the players and. As a former player, as a father, as an agent, uh, I love the rules that are in place. I think uh, the the hits to the head, the hits uh, um, protecting our defensemen when they're retrieving pucks, um, we've made the game, I think, just as exciting. I think it's, uh, it's a fast uh, game. We've allowed the lanes to be open, um, creating a lot of opportunities. The fans enjoy high-scoring games, and uh, I think the game's in a good place. This is going to be a bit of a broad question, but obviously you're a multiple Stanley Cup champion. What what sticks out the most when you think about those memories and, and those days? Uh, how blessed I was. It's really difficult to win. You can be on great teams and, and, and uh, be, get really close and never win. And um, I was blessed with incredible leaders. Um, going back to my early days in Montreal with the Robinsons and Gainies and Carbonos and all Chris Nyland had such, such amazing group um, of leaders and we were eight rookies in 86 when we won uh, so we were young, inexperienced but we had no fear and enjoyed the moment and, and uh, played great um, so you have to be fortunate and I was not afraid to move around. I was sort of maybe chasing the next cup, went on to New Jersey and then on Colorado, back to New Jersey. Um, you need incredibly uh, gifted goaltending. You need great goaltending. So I had two cups with Brother and two cups with Patrick Waugh. And yeah, they're two, okay. two, two of the greatest <laughs> of all time. So when I look at teams that are candidates to winning, I look at the goaltending first uh, because they're going to carry you through difficult moments and uh, and then on to the character of a team uh, which is when you face teams for for a best of seven you're going to need a lot of character this will be the last one for me and it kind of dovetails off that one uh, you mentioned Peter Forsberg a little bit earlier uh, and then of course Patrick Wild Martin Brodeur I mean it's one thing to, to keep in touch with people uh, after you retire from the game or whether you're still involved in it but when you win a Stanley Cup with, with a certain group of guys, just how, how often do you kind of stay in touch with people that you've won with before or just uh, former players in general? Life is, life is too fast. We don't spend enough time uh, connecting, I should say. Uh, our wives are probably better at staying connected through social media. I'm not a social media guy, so um, I'm kind of invisible in that world. Um, but... The game's keeping me connected. A lot of my former teammates are now managing, assistant GM, are coaching. Uh, some are in the business of representing as well. Some are dads. A lot of players, uh, kids are uh, playing. So um, that part is keeping us connected. And 
we may go five years, uh, put on 20 pounds, and our hair is falling out or turning gray. But uh, when we get together, it seems like it was just a few days. And uh, that's the beauty of that the depth of those connections of being teammates and having lived together for a long time, day in, day out. And then when you win, it's that much more special. Claude, this will be the last one uh, from me, too. Um, you know, we're on the dad's trip, and we saw the Jets beat the Preds 5-1 the other night. They just came off a 4-1 win against Vegas, taking on the Stars here on Saturday. Uh, just what are your thoughts on the, the Jets team overall as a, as a fan and, you know, a parent of, of one of the players? Well, I you know, I can be highly critical because I've played a long time and been there and I think understand what it takes to win. Um, but they are obviously a very gifted team. Uh, and uh, they, they, they've had great goaltending. Um, I think if the Jets can stay healthy, which means uh, bringing back the, guy, the guys that are missing and having depth, it takes a, a lot of depth to win. You take the, the entire depth of your lineup and sometimes players come, coming out of nowhere, so to speak, uh, to win. Uh, they're a, a serious candidate, and uh, I think they're going to have a great, uh, great run, a great opportunity for sure. Um, uh, and their and their team with uh, uh, enough character for sure to uh, to go the distance as well. Excellent, Claude. Thank you so much for your time. Absolutely. Fifty fifty tickets are now available online for all Winnipeg Jets games. Buy yours before the start of the third period by visiting tnyf.ca/slash fifty fifty in support of the True North Youth Foundation. Welcome back to Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Mitch, we just spoke with Claude Lemieux. Uh, mm-hmm. Your thoughts? Really good. I mean, I, I going into it, I mean, uh, you obviously expect him to be well-spoken and all that, and, and he absolutely was. Just some of the stories, I thought it was really cool when he talked about, you know, when he came back to the National Hockey League, um, you know, worked his way back into the NHL. Uh, just how important it was for him to, to get back to that level, just for his son Brandon's sake, like to be able to have some some sort of uh, memories of his dad as a as a player at the National Hockey League level. I mean, that that couldn't have been an easy return to do, no, um, physically, mentally, all of that. Uh, but he he made it happen. I thought that was really cool. And I mean, I remember uh, when Brendan was, I think it was his first training camp with the Jets. He was talking about just how important that was for for memories that he has uh kind of going forward here what a piece of motivation to to come back and you know do it for your son yeah a story that probably not many can say on the on this planet and whether it's playing hockey or you know running a marathon or or getting a new job and entering Mm -hmm. a new career i think you know that to be able to do that for your son and your family to show hey i can still do this and i used to do this Mm -hmm. at a really high level so very cool it's one thing to watch it on video it's another thing to see it unfold right in front of you absolutely that's really cool. Uh, Jets rewards. Let's let's talk about the the code word for this episode. It is five hole. Absolutely five hole. Five hole. One so word. That, yes. So that's the that's what you're gonna want to enter at JetsRewards.ca. There you go. And that's it. So that's that's the word five hole. Um, one more thing that I wanted to touch on. Obviously, Jamie Thomas not hosting this episode. He is fine. Don't yeah, he's worry. Okay. I know. Uh, I know we've had some issues with, with illness among Jets TV. He is fine. He is going to the All-Star Game, where you will also be going. Yep. Uh, Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler, Paul Maurice in San Jose, uh, amongst a, a number of uh, great players um, at, from that are having just fantastic seasons in the National Hockey League. Uh, what are you looking forward to about the All-Star Game, Tyler? It's going to be your first one. 
Well, you said it right there. I'm not exactly sure what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> I've never been. Um, not, And I'm not going to lie, you know, growing up, I never really was big into watching the All-Star game. I'd always just have something else to do. Um, but I'm excited just to see how it all unfolds, see how it works, see what the players are like. I've heard the access is great to the guys, and the guys are always very accommodating and friendly. So uh, lots to be excited about, and we're going to San Jose. Yes. It's nice. It's it nice. should be warmer than and the minus 50 that we're currently uh, witnessing <laughs> in Winnipeg. Or missing, I, should, I, should uh, I should mention, I make it sound like I've been to just multiple All-Star games. Last year was my first one, yes, too. Yes, Mitchell so Clinton. It was, uh, it was a lot of fun, and uh, I'm sure you're, yourself and Jamie Thomas will, will have an awesome time. Uh, that pretty much wraps up uh, this episode of Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets. Great timing because it looks like the Dallas Stars skate is also wrapping up, which means the Winnipeg Jets will be getting on the ice right away and we have to go do our jobs. Goodbye. This is Big Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. For Jets news, videos, and more, head to winnipegjets.com.